Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Good morning. How many like snow? I love snow, just so you know that. For me, if, if it's not sunny, then bring the snow. That, that's just kind of what I like. Uh, uh, snow is fun. It was beautiful this morning waking up to the snow, and it probably kept a few people home today, but that's a lame excuse, I think. Uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't go there, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I love driving in the snow. Apparently, a few people didn't do well earlier this morning of listening to some of the things going on out on their roads. I... um. I'm excited about some things that God is doing, and uh, I want to share a few of those things this morning. I am, uh, last week, started the series which is called uh, Creating a Culture of Community. Creating a Culture of Community. And uh, we started going down this path of the reach to restore, teach to release, some of the vision of the house here at City Life Church. And uh, we talked about the reach part, we, we talked about the restore part, and today I want to talk about the teach and the release part. And so if you weren't here last week, go on our website and uh, click on our podcast. You can hear last week's message. And it wasn't a weak message, it was a good message, I, I, I believe. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, so you can do that to catch up. And uh, we're just excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. For coming out today, and I just want to pray before I get started here, and we'll just uh, roll right into this this morning, the things that, that uh, I want to share about. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity that we have today to come together and to be uh, come as one, to celebrate Jesus Christ and who he is to us, and that we are able to worship together this morning. Thank you for that opportunity that we have that uh, freedom to do that here in the United States. And I just pray for the words today that it would fall on hearts that have fertile soil, that the seeds go in and it would produce much fruit. And we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Well, uh, the, the three things that I'm trying to uh, hit as we go through this process uh, of this series is knowing and understanding uh, our purpose, uh, knowing and understanding the vision, vision at City Life Church and vision that God's given us, and then really finding my place. So for each one of us, what's our place? What is that? So we're going to cover those things, but today uh, we're going to focus on a, a, the two areas of teach and release. But before we do that, I want to just spend a couple of minutes just talking about culture and community. Culture and community. Culture is kind of one of those words that uh, sort of a buzzword out there, culture, and, and we see that that's being created all over the place wherever, wherever we are at. Basically an environment that's created by behaviors, um, beliefs, characteristics that can affect organizations, um, it can affect uh, social, ethnic groups or age groups such as that. And so it, it's something that I've paid a little bit of attention to, what's going on in our community and what's going on in the church, outside the church, in different areas. And uh, I know like when a company is trying to build a brand or do something, they want to build a world-class product, right? I mean, if you're in business, 
You want your business to be the best. You want to build the best product, whatever it is. And so you put a lot of effort and energy into that. One of the things that I'm excited about as a Christian, as a believer, that we have a world-class product. <laughs> we, have a, we, we have a world-class product. There's somebody that we fully have trusted with our life who brings hope to the hopeless and, and can bring uh, joy to those who are sad and sorrowful and, and can uplift people in times of uh, tragedy, challenge in their life. And so we have this great answer that we can offer to people in their life, the lost and the hurting and all of those things. We have a great product, Jesus Christ. And he's not just a product. We know he's the person, the person of Jesus Christ. But he came to seek and save the lost, to heal wounded people and to, to infuse the lives of people who are hurting. And so for us, that's an exciting thing that we have that we're able to share with people. And understanding that a, a, a culture of team, a culture of unity is really important for us. Team and unity. Because there's so many things out there in our community that are divided. Our nation is divided, right? We know that. And there's so many things going different directions. And part of who we are called to be is part of a unified team of believers that believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And he has a plan for our life, right? And so... That should be our expression to other people. And so it goes a long ways in, in advancing the community when we are together in unity and we're working as a team. I was thinking about examples of culture, thinking about some companies that are out there. One of them, which is a company that I don't necessarily say that would, uh, well, let's just use, I'll just go ahead and use names, which is fine, because I can do that. Eddie Bauer, okay, say that company. Now, when I walk into Eddie Bauer, um, it looks to me like they're looking to reach people like me. Now, not everything at Eddie Bauer jumps right out at me that I want to buy that. There's, uh, but it's more of the casual, the maybe I'm thinking the middle-aged person, although I don't feel like the old man. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> no, I, um, it's, so there, there's a culture they've created. But one of the things I looked into with Eddie Bauer is they really have put a lot of emphasis into their employees because they want to create a culture in their employees that they love to go to work. And so they wanted to bridge that gap between family life and work life. And so that you just cross back and forth, that there's not this big um, uh, cavern or issue between like, well, here's my family life and my work life, and there's such a demand on me at work. And that they've tried to remove all the barriers that would want to keep you from going to work there. They provide incredible opportunities for their employees. They take care of them and they, in all the areas. And so they want to create an environment that is fun to come to work in the sense that it's not difficult for you. And, and if there's a barrier, they let, hey, if you need a day off or something, they even give well days, like in sick days, right? They give those, but they also on paid vacation and all those things, but they give well days. Hey, you need to make sure you take care of yourself and you, you're well. So there's, there's a culture that they've tried to create. Then there, I was thinking of this other one that's fairly new, Mod Pizza. There's one by my house. It's a, a company that was started by a couple up in Seattle. It's, I think right now, the fastest growing franchise right now around. And it's just a culture that they didn't even, they didn't even step out or seek to go out and, and try to do this because they, they already were successful in other areas. But they thought, you know what? They had a heart for people to give them a second chance for employees. People who maybe had committed some crimes and they, they wanted to give them a second chance. Hey, we, you can turn your life around. 
So they hire these types of people, give them second chance and really pour into their life and, and, in, and try to influence them in positive ways. And we see that. And then as far as the consumer goes, if you've ever been in there, you can walk up there and you can look at everything that they have, which is a lot of really good stuff. I love it because there's things I don't like and there's things that I love. And you can stand there and go, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. And it's one price. It doesn't matter. You could have a cheese pizza or you could have, trust me, there's, you can mound those things up pretty high. It's like, nope, give me more of that, give me more of that. So there's a culture they created that, that, that they want to, first of all, create this culture for employees, but also for customers to have an experience that is great for them. Then I was thinking about this other company that's called Zappos. It's an internet company that sells shoes and clothing. And when I was listening to one of the uh, key people in the business was talking about this company, and they were saying when they uh, hire people to come to work for them, they actually, if they're coming from out of town, they'll have a shuttle driver pick them up at the airport, bring them to the company, and they'll spend the whole day interviewing them and taking them around the company and doing all this stuff, asking them tons of questions, but ultimately in the end there's one thing that really matters to them. And what they do is they go back and talk to the shuttle driver and say, how did that person treat you? And they put a lot of weight on it. If they treated the shuttle driver great, they didn't care if they were the smartest person in the world. Or if they didn't t treat them right, they wouldn't hire them. So they're trying to create this culture in their employees, this culture of honoring people, because that was a huge thing in their top 10 things, and they're trying to create a culture of humility. Wow, that's a little different, right? Because, you know, somebody would come in pretty arrogant, say, you know, this is what I can do for you, I've got all these skills and abilities and stuff, and come in, and, but if there wasn't something, if it didn't fit their culture of humility and treating people well, it was difficult. So we're talking, this is kind of, we're talking about culture. That's why I believe it's important for us to understand that God has called us to create this culture of community, community, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that is. So community really is made up of the people we do life with. It really is. And it could be people that we spend a lot of time with, or maybe a little bit of time. It just depends on where we run into them and, and where we are in life, whether it's church or at work or at the grocery store or just that our neighbors, whatever they are, we're creating this community. And so, really, if you think about geographically, it's really not talking about geographical community in the sense of, you know, where, well, I can only do community where I live. No, it's about the people. It's not about the location or whatever. So really, the focus would be on the people and actually caring about, caring about those people that are in our life. Do we take the time to care? Do we take the time to go beyond and do, do we honor people? Do, do we really care about them or is it all about ourself and our agenda and what we want to do? So, you know, those are the things. And that's a tension for most people because we're born, by nature, we're selfish people when we're born. The moment we're born, gimme, 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 right? And it's all about us. And, and then there's something that God has to work in us. And it takes sometimes years to break that selfish nature that we have. And so it's actually caring about the people that we have in our life in this thing, this journey we call life. And we're on a journey together as human beings. And it's really a culture of placing value on people above everything else. Placing a value on people. We are. We are made in God's image, absolutely. We need to value that and understand the importance of that. 
Now, our tendency, my tendency has been over the years, to not be very patient at times, right? And we can think of so many reasons to not put somebody else before us. You know, it's interesting because our, our, our patience gets tested all the time. I always chuckle at the crosswalks and where they have the button you push, right? You ever see that? You do it yourself or you watch other people, you're sitting there at the car, in your car, and they're just beating on that thing. It's like, <laughs> they look up, <laughs> and it's just like, man, they're just impatient. They want this thing to be, hey, you need to, this light needs to change for me. And that, that's just kind of, people just get impatient in that area. And you think about, what about parking stalls, right? At the, at the grocery store or wherever, especially around the holidays. And you spot that one that you're going to get, right? You even turn your blinker on to let that other person know, that's my spot, right? And sure enough, they jet in right in front of you or whatever, and you just get uh, worked up. And I, I've really tried over more recent times to just say, Lord, that's fine. You know what? I want to bless that person, you know, even though they don't think I'm blessing them because they think they're going to take it anyway. But for me, it's like, you know what? That's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that because it makes me feel good because I try to put myself in that person's shoes. I, I try to do that a lot in, in life. How does that person feel? They're probably pretty excited right now that they got that front row spot that actually belonged to me. But they took it, which is fine. And so there's that whole aspect. And I was thinking about probably the best device ever created that the general public, you and I, do not get to. I used to be able to get to use this device. I don't anymore. It's, it is, it's a little button in the police cars, and it's called Opticom. What an incredible device. Now, it's for use for emergencies when you're going code somewhere, so when you're approaching a stoplight, you can push this button, and guess what it does? It changes the light for you. It gives you a green light. What an amazing thing to have in a vehicle, but you can imagine what would happen if we all had it, right? It just would defeat the purpose. It wouldn't work. But I was thinking about, man, that, that is a powerful tool, and that, that can work against your, your patients in the sense that if you have that, but most of us, we're living in this world of we have to wait, right? We have to be patient. We have to be patient with people, understanding that. In Christ... The law of love guides every human decision we make. And the law of love comes into place. And we see what Jesus came to do. And the, his main focus was that he loved us. He loved us. And so all of our intentions, everything. So we have this purpose. Love God. Love people. And oh, by the way, love ourselves. That is probably one of the more challenging things for some people is to love themselves. But what a key important ingredient in figuring out that how to love people is you cannot love people properly if you don't love yourself. Because there, there's something about, what does the Bible talk about too in, in marriages? Talked about husbands love your wives, right? As Christ loved the church, as you love yourself, you take care of, whoever, those people around you. And so the importance of loving yourself is critical in the culture of community. Very critical. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 8 says, to acquire wisdom is to love yourself. That's an interesting verse. To acquire wisdom is to love yourself. You think about the worst 
things that can happen. You think of looking at a person, let's say, who commits a homicide, who commits a murder. There's something that's going on behind the scenes there. If you've ever watched any um, documentaries or studied anything in regards to gangs or, or why gang members kill people so frequently and it just seems like it's not a big deal, well, I remember watching some of these and doing the reports and listening to interviews with some of these guys as they're sitting in jail. The common denominator in those things is it didn't bother them a bit to kill somebody else because they did not like themselves. There's no place of understanding the value on human life. Because they didn't like themselves. So why would they like anybody else? And why would they ever care about God? Because God to them has he's failed them in some capacity. So it's important to understand and to love ourselves properly. In Galatians 5, verse 14 and 15, says this, For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. This is good to be looking in the Bible, right? To read the Bible. I don't know if my, it's not working. You don't have it. Okay. Probably my fault, right? Always be my fault. I'll take that. So, Love your neighbor as yourself. This is part of creating a culture of community. So as we move into this, and I'll just kind of run through this teach aspect of the four words that we're talking about, reach, restore, teach, release. And teach aspect, uh, teaching really Bible-based truths, really, for people that help develop healthy Christian lives. And, and, and that's part of a lot of what we're about here at City Life Church. If you look at Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 35, it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. There's something that Jesus was very good at. He was a good teacher. And he was good at reading people. He was very compassionate. He put other people in, ahead of himself always, always. Because he'd always, even at that instance where he had an opportunity to not go to the cross, and he, he's before his father, he's like, I don't want to die. I, I don't want this to happen to me. Nevertheless, not my will, God, but your will be done. And he was willing to do that for us. I think if we had that attitude of really laying down our life for others, it just really creates this incredible culture of community and, and doing life together and supporting each other, encouraging each other in that regard. Now we have, we teach here through different aspects. I'll just run through some of these things. Just assimilation, just when people come in, coming into the life flow of the church, finding out what's going on. And, getting, and becoming a part of what's happening in, in different aspects. We have a discipleship uh, area in our church which is called Rooted and Grounded. And it, it's a, a book that we uh, take people through, that people can go through and really help discipleship, disciple people. And do you know this, that discipleship, and, it, and it's an interesting word, but it's something that happens, it's not after somebody accepts Christ and, and becomes saved. And, and discipleship starts the moment we 
have conversation with people wherever they're at in life as we're beginning to talk about our faith. That, because people begin to listen and they begin to take note and say, hey, there's something different about that person. So there's a, there's a process that begins to happen early on in discipleship, but then there's additional things that are added to that. As Brett talked about, we have the connect groups. That's an incredible way to get connected with people. And we have long-term type groups, we have short-term, we, they change all the time and they evolve. And whether it's a, a group for playing games together, a hiking group, or uh, a running group that, that I'm doing right now as we're preparing for the half marathon uh, this year in May. So different things that we have going on, some Bible studies that are happening. So we have all these options that you have. You can go on our website and find those things. But the topics vary from time to time, and so you have to check the website on those things and get, or get information out front. And then we just have the preaching and teaching time, like this morning. This is a time of just sharing uh, some thoughts, some ideas, and speaking to where you can grab a hold of some things and take with you, maybe just some little nuggets, little tools that you can take with you during the week. Now, I would encourage you, don't rely on what happens on Sunday morning here, what I'm saying, to be what sustains you in your whole life, okay? You, your responsibility as individuals is spend time in the Word each during the week. Dig into the Word. Read what the Word says. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's great because there's times during the week where I'll be going through a difficult time or a challenge, and instead of being frustrated with God and, and being upset and figuring out, man, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. I, I don't know what to do. I'm fearful or whatever. I say, hey, let's see what, let's see what the Word says. And begin to look up things. And you can find things that talk about whether it's fear or uh, timidity or what, whatever you're dealing with. You're, you're in a challenge, but there, the Bible has answers. So that, that's a good place to go for sure. The foundation of the Word should be for all of us. We have the men's and women's ministries here that meet um, uh, periodically, and those are times in the women, uh, it's called Beautiful, and it's a great opportunity for women to get together and just share life, do life together. It's an amazing place to, to learn about each other and to find out how much you really are alike. Because, you know, sometimes we get isolated in our own life and we think, I'm the only one that's going through this, I'm the only one dealing with this. When you find out other people are going through stuff too, and it's an opportunity to share together, to pray together, and to encourage each other for the men and the women, the men breakfasts that we do occasionally too as well. Then our children's ministries, which are active right now, and we have dedicated people who love your kids. And it's good. It's good that they love kids, right? It's important because that's one thing kids can do. They can sniff out somebody who's fake. And, uh, you, you know, as we know, those of us who have raised kids and parents, you can't, you try to, sometimes you tell your kids, hey, you've ever said this, don't do as I do, do as I say. Well, that doesn't work, right? I mean, so we have to, we have to set example, we have to do things so our kids can have great uh, opportunity and pattern. And I, and I believe the things that are infused into our children here at City Life Church is great. We have great teachers and great things that are, that are taught to those kids. And um, we have the, the different uh, leadership training that we do here as well and other things that are happening, retreats, marriage retreats that we're looking forward to coming up to to do those things. And then we have, move into this release part. This is exciting part for me is release. And really is release people to fully function in the gifts and callings that God has placed in a person's life. 
Do you know every one of you have been given gift by God? You have gifts. You have certain abilities and a certain you're drawn towards something. You're drawn towards being involved in something because it just strikes you. You're like, hmm, I don't know if I like that or like that. Oh, that. that that's what kind of makes me tick. There's a scripture in 1 Peter 4, uh, verse, starting in verse 10. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve yourself. Is that what it says? No. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have a gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Wow, that's a good one. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. It's not about us. Just kind of hate to pop your bubble. It's not about you. Tell you what, when people talk about other people, it should be not negatives talk, not, not gossip, backbiting. It should be, man, that brother, that sister, that person, that friend really stepped up for me. They really demonstrated some cool stuff. They, they went out of their way to do something and to help somebody else. And so that it's about what we can do for other people. And we have 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 4, and this is in the message version. It says, every time I think of you, I, and I think of you often, which is a good thing for us to do with each other, I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God giving, given by Jesus. There's no end to what has happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. The evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. Just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you. As you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God Himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of His Son and our Master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. He will never forget, give up on you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He loves you like crazy, right? And that's why we love Him back, because... Man, who deserves our love more than God? Nobody. And so we see this and that there's gifts been given to each person. And so at City Life, we do this through several ways. It, ministry in the local church. What was happening today? What, what happened when you came in today? We had people that, that are involved serving in different areas. People out in the front. People in City Espresso. People doing the children's ministry. We have a tech crew. We have to sound. We have amazing people up here playing in, in our worship band and doing all of these things. And so these are evidence of gifts that are operating, right? You recognize there's a gift that God's given you. And some people will come to us and say, this is what God's given. And sometimes we have to dig because there are some personalities who don't, they're not going to say, hey, I can do that. But if we dig a little bit and don't be shy to come to us and say, I had some people last week that shared a couple things. Hey, I could do this. Great. That's great, because we, we can get you connected with the right place and love to have you serve and involved in the ministry right here in, in the local church. There's you know, all the different things. And besides that, there, there's areas that aren't necessarily what I was just mentioning, but there's 
there's gift of discernment, there's encouraging, there's gift of giving, there's faith, there's prophecy, there's all of the different gifts that are used that God's given you. And if you're like, I don't really know what it is, I don't really know where I fit, I don't know my gift, come talk to us, we'll help you through the process, we can get you pointed in the right direction. We have the, what, what is referred to in the Bible as the reference that we use for in the Bible for evangelists, pastors, prophets, teachers. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, fivefold ministry. Get that one out. You'd think that would be like easy for me. It is. It is normally. My mind was already going to the next thing. So then we have different things. And we just serving in our community outside of the four walls of this church. There's marketplace in the business community. We're part of the, Lacey, the South Sound Lacey Chamber. There's a lot of businesses that are connected there and that we connect with as a church. There's the education area, the North Thurston Public Schools uh, that we serve as a church. There's many areas that we can serve in and as people can jump in and get involved with. There's people in need, and, and we know that, that we want to help in our community, whatever that need might be. And we've talked about some of those things that we've done over time. The, our government... Boy, I tell you what, people that maybe have a call to be praying for our government, to serve in government capacities, because there's a great need there. We'd to have people of good of faith that are involved in that. We have it's the first responders. We try to serve them, whether it's the, the law enforcement or the firefighters, different aspects of that. So there's things that we're involved with as a church. And uh, then there's this going to the nations. That's something, there's mission. Some people's like, hey, I want to go to... Japan, I want to go to Africa, I want to go to Mexico, or whatever it is, and they have that nudge and that calling, yeah, we're going to do those things. We, we take teams periodically to do those types of things, and that may be something that you're uh, excited about. And then we have what we would refer to as an exportable ministry teams, where just last week we did, we sent a team to Aberdeen, right? The, we sent a worship team. We, we sent people down there to play music, to lead worship, to help a church in Aberdeen. That's part of exporting things that, that we can do here. Even as a, as a small church in our community, we're about serving others. How can we serve others? What, whatever the situation is, how can we connect and be of, of service in that regard? And, uh, you know, these are some of the areas where we're creating this culture of community. And a lot of things that we're connected with and that we're uh, involved with, and we talked about many times here, I think one of the things that we're excited about that we've been doing for the last three years, which is our Hearts to Homes that we started a few years ago, that thing continues to grow. And it's amazing what we're doing, reaching the community and people in, in home, and people deserving families who are in need. And it's a great way to connect and get involved in something if you're thinking about that and there's uh, other areas we did the the light of parade thing that we hosted all that had a lot of people here uh, and so there's just a lot of different areas that we can serve different times with the schools many things that we've done there too as well and what an incredible opportunity we have because we have that property right across from the high school and the junior high school that can be used for community purposes there's a lot of exciting things that i believe will be happening there as well and uh, so there's, it's just creating this culture of community, culture of community. And if we can do that, and we're going to talk more about some vision. We're going to talk about where you, how you fit in. We'll talk more about that and hopefully cultivate something for you in that regard. I want to read one more scripture as the worship team comes to uh, close this morning. This is a scripture in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. This is also in the message version. It says this, 
if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if His love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, be deeply spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. This is good. I think we need to get this in us. We, we do, because we, like I said, by nature, we're, we're kind of selfish people. And if we can begin to turn that, if you wake up in the morning and say, God, put me in a place, allow me to be in a place where I can be a help to somebody else. And, and I know because the, the stories that you have and, and, you know, because of the times where you get frustrated because somebody broke down in, in front of your house when you, you're headed out of your house to go somewhere and somebody's broke down and you're like, oh, oh, somebody else help them. But God is probably setting up something for you. And so we have to be careful of how when we rush through life and, and think something is very discouraging to us when really it could be a, an encouragement to us. Because when we're done serving somebody in a situation like that, boy, I tell you, nobody's more excited about it than, first of all, the person that you're helping, but beside yourself. And then obviously God's like, see, this is good. I got it planned for you. There's something about giving out of ourself without getting anything in return in a sense. Most of us have jobs, right? And we, we get paid money. There's an exchange. But when we're doing something when there's not money coming back, it makes us feel good when we are serving other people and helping other people in that regard. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing this song again that we sang. It's a new song uh, we sang earlier this morning. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone. When we leave today, think about this culture of community and how you fit into that. And we'll, t- and we'll talk more about that. But if you have any need today, and I know this wasn't a message geared towards a, a salvation, although I think everything that we do points to the cross, points to Jesus Christ, and points to salvation because He is the answer to everything we need. But if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ, or maybe you have in the past and kind of walked away, whatever your situation, we'd love to pray with you today. We'd love to encourage you. Maybe you have a physical need or a situation you need prayer to find a job. Wherever you're at in life, we want, we want to be able to pray for you. We have people that love to pray for you and encourage you this morning. So we sing this song. You can uh, feel free to come up here and we'll do that. And uh, we're going to be dismissed here in a moment. But let's sing this song again and just really focus again on who he is in our life and then and how we can be a benefit and a blessing to others amen thank you for listening to city life church podcast 